podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash fmlfpl. So I wildcarded, you double transferred, we're both on a huge, huge shitty ass red arrows. This fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, this is horrible. It just sucks. We're just getting publicly humiliated week after week. Yeah. So do you want to start or should I start? Well, you, you start with your wildcard stuff, get, get into it. Yeah, I mean, what what can I say? I'm 38 points, nice-sized red arrow after a wild card, always a disaster. Fucking Louise dropped, Guaita dropped, who I was planning on starting next week. You know, everyone had the Pogba negative one, so it's not even like a myth, but it's just I, I have two premium shares in City against Bournemouth. They do nothing. I have premium Salah. He does nothing. Rondon hits the post. Just disaster after disaster. Heaton gets wrecked. It's just like the player, the absolute best FBL player of the season, value wise, etc., is Jimenez. No question. I haven't had him all season. I just got rid of Jota and Vardy, who I had in my my team before I wildcarded. So. I didn't even gain points on my on my quote unquote awful team that I was wildcarding out of. Um, you know, all the optimists on Slack are like, "Oh, it's bad luck. Oh, you got fucked here." But it's like, bro, I know where I'm at. Like, twenty nine game weeks in is not twenty nine weeks of bad luck. Like, I've just been horrible and managed my team really badly and made a lot of really bad decisions all season, and it's just continuing right now. So. I mean, not not much to add to that. I mean, at least you got the double Liverpool defense, right? But I mean, you're two hundred fifty thousand places higher than me, so it's not exactly the same. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, in terms of where your oh, position is, I yeah. don't have any any uh, any real comment there. Yeah, along. there Whoa. is no fucking Whoa, comment. Dude. And there's some of my tinker. I mean, obviously, this is always going to be the case after wildcard. We've talked about this a lot, where it's like. On a week where you're wild carding or free hitting or whatever the fuck, like you're always going to tinker with so many different dudes that the guys who eventually do score the goals on the next game week, you're going to be like, oh, I was this close to having them. Like, blah, 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 blah. But man, yeah, I really feel that. <laughs> like, I was so close to, <clears throat> so close to Higgs, so close to Vardy, so close to Haz, so close to. Allison or Ederson, I end up on Heaton. There's just so many fucking little things like that. But yeah, I think I, the goal the goalkeeper switch was one of the latest, like the last decisions you made that after one week did not does not look good. Yeah, and it's like I had my reasons of going Ederson, and a lot of that had and to Boric. do. Boric was the key there. Yeah, Ederson and Boric over Heaton and Guaita and. A lot of going Ederson, honestly, was for the game week 35 double, even though I know that's really far away. He would have still been in my team, and I'm not going to have my wild card or free hit left by the time 35 rolls around. So I was like, cool, I get a double or bank it. City are really good and going to keep a lot of cleans. And then, you know, their double is home spurs away United. So I was like, well... That's not even good, you know. So that's yeah. how you that's how you fuck yourself in wild cards. You start just chopping down on the guys that you've had in your team all all week, all tinkers. And you know, I started with Allison. I eventually chopped him down to Ederson. I eventually chopped that down to Dubrovka. I eventually chopped that down to Heaton. It was just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, though, Paul not slotting that was a net positive for both of us. The thing with me is that like. You're not like top 10K. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm so far outside of the like active player top 10K effective ownership rankings that I just need points. I just yeah. need any <laughs> points, any way I could get them. I'm competing against like dead teams and like like grandmas who don't watch footy and just sign up to support their grandsons or something. I have no idea, but 
I'm just sat here with, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, my team looks good for next week. Of course it looks good. I just wildcarded, but it's like, I don't feel good. Yeah, you never feel good off, off the back of a red arrow and wildcard for sure. Yeah, how could you? Yeah. Um, so what about um, you? So I had at my actual worst uh, game week of the season. I had my lowest game week rank. That doesn't even account for the four-point hit I took, which would make it even worse. But I finished on 29 points. Um, obviously, transferring Jimenez out was more of just my rage against the machine, rage <laughs> against wolves, than, than that being like smart. Um, I Basically, what I was looking at there, I, I could have gone straight to Boric, with my Patrice, so it was all born out of Patricio getting dropped on the last day when Nuno's like, "Hey, like you fucking suck," and I was like, "Yeah, dude, you're At right." At least he, he does fucking suck. told us though. Yeah, no, that. But see, this is the other thing that put me on tilt. Like, I wish he didn't tell me because I would have had like an extra fifteen points this week <laughs> yeah, if I yeah. just did nothing. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if he got zero, like I got a one point from he. It's like great, I got one more point with my right. goalkeeper. Like, you know. But that aside. They first of all they wouldn't have kept it clean. I mean, if if they face one shot on target, then Patricio would have let it in. So that would have been a thing. But either way, I just you know I was really looking at Jimenez and Son as my. So I didn't want to get Boric just because they've been really bad lately. I was looking on the Bournemouth fan forum and like there was more than a little chatter of like, is he going to let Begovic get some more games because. Boric hasn't really been doing that great. At the same time, there were also a lot of people just kind of saying, you know, he also hasn't been actively bad. Like he hasn't made mistakes to drop him or something like that. But either way, it's just putting myself into a four million Boric and a three nine Stecklenberg on my goalkeeper combo. I've been there before. Yeah. Like I've been there before and it's not good. (laughs) So I just didn't want to do that. If Boric did get dropped anywhere between now and in two months, realistically, I would just be looking at four more points. So I, I was looking at, I was looking at either removing Jimenez or Son, basically. I mean, Son's looked kind of bad the last few games, and so if Spurs, and he was again bad against Arsenal, but I was kind of looking at the two games of Jimenez had a good game this week against Cardiff and then a bad game next, whereas Son had a hard game this week and then a good game next. He's got Southampton this coming upcoming game week, so... I also didn't really see a midfielder who I was in love with who plays in 31 and 33 to drop Sun down to. Um, so that's kind of why I got rid of Jimenez instead, which obviously, I mean, if I kept Jimenez, I would just be, I would have either been on a green arrow or I would just have been like a gray arrow. Um, yeah, you would have been totally was, fine. Yeah, I mean, it was such a low scoring week this week. So, I mean, that said as well, it's a good time to have your worst game week of the season when. The high scores are like fifty, and I'm, you know, it's not like I got destroyed with like a forty point week when there were people putting up eighties and stuff or not. Yeah, really, so. no premiums have looked good or come in recently. Yeah, and it's just like Salah, Sterling has Mane, any of any city guys like Kane, Kuhn, Obs. I'm Rom. Rom is like the only one. Like no one is is firing right now. So yeah, it is yeah, it a good a- week to have your worst week. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a weird week for sure, but you know, I mean, I get what I deserve with him and as home Cardiff is like, what are you doing? And I just the other thing that kept playing on my mind was just how abject Wolves has been. And then when Nuno's like, I'm gonna make fucking five changes yeah. or something, I'm like, all right, they'll probably still be bad. They're gonna play like shittier players who are on their bench. I was like, I don't, they suck. And then they, you know, they didn't suck. And Cardiff, in, in fact, sucked more. So we learned a lot about Cardiff. And I mean, Fulham played better than second half, but Cardiff and Fulham are clearly down. And the consistency well, of Jimenez is is just something you don't see from a player at this price. Even yeah. still, even though he's gone up one and a half million over the course of the season, it's just he never blanks three in a row. I don't think he has once the season blanked three in a row, except for game weeks two, three, four. Yeah, he's been just very steady and you know, Wolves have their little wobbles or whatever, but he always ticks, he gets yeah. returns. He also is really good on bonus when he scores a goal because 
they don't have pass completion from their defenders there and or nor do they keep clean sheets so that's not yeah, he know, doesn't so run been, off sides he doesn't get big chances because then he would miss big chances yeah <laughs> and I mean, it's all has, the the bonus game is so fucking stupid every week but it's yeah, a the thing. bonus is i don't want to get into the bonus how ridiculous it is it's just a running joke it's just a it's a running joke, mockery yeah. but he has him and has 25 bonus points on the season which is ridiculous yeah it's great yeah. So that's that. I mean, the week was really fun, and it was a fun weekend. At least what? people get to listen to us complain. They love a dark pod. Uh, according to the tweets and slacks, everyone loves a dark pod, so fuck us, I it's guess. It's just, like, so bad. Like, I went back down to where I was gaming 22. I'm, like, back at 100K. I keep making these little chips up to, like, the 60, 70K region, where I'm thinking, like, okay, I have all my chips in my wild card. Like, I can maybe make a push and... And get near around the top 10K. I mean, you know, we see how much movement happens in the last, you know, from game of kind of 33 on when we have all our chips and stuff and the doubles. And I'm just like, I keep just falling back when I, when I make a, I keep stumbling with the game week like this. And it's just so fucking agonizing. And it's, it's just agonizing, really. Yeah. It's two steps back, right? Yeah, one step forward, fifty-five million steps back. <laughs> so, shout yeah. out to the FML Field Prize League slash Mug League leader for March so far. Leaders, actually, it's a tie between Ui Viet Win, aka Tim Ream Job, which I like, and <laughs> Pal Bracken, aka Natin, another Norwegian going for the mug. So they're tied up top. Shout out to the Goal Scorers Challenge League leader so far, Magic Mike's still on top. Doherty and Scotty Bug, two behind him in second tied. And shout out the top of the FML field public league, Matthew Shannon, aka Nacho Nacho, and back on top up to an overall rank of 36. He's an absolute unstoppable force this season. Yeah, he he's knocking people out of the cup left and right. Yeah, he's knocked me out of the cup. Knocked you out of the cup. He's a fucking monster. That guy. Great. Where should we start? Do you want to start with City sucking or Liverpool sucking? Um, I mean, it's your call. You're you're the Liverpool aficionado. Oh, I mean, do you want to do you want to go there or do you want to? I'm do fine City? to go there. Yeah, it, yeah I don't get Liverpool. triggered by this kind of shit because I'm talking about fantasy and it's just. Yeah, I mean, they they dominated, right? Yeah, yeah, complete domination. No, I mean, <laughs> fucking, it's so frustrating to to wild card and obviously how what percent of my budget are just city and liverpool attackers like 40 percent between raz coon and salah and neither of these teams can score goals like none of these players are looking good and getting lots of chances and looking like they're gonna they have potential to score like three four five like we're used to it's just like a slump at, at the same time, an attacking slump across the league from all the premiums. So, Eric B on Slack said, "What should we make of City only scoring one goal in each of home West Ham and away Bournemouth? Can Fernandinho really turn City from three three to four goals per game into a one to two goals per game team?" And Magic Mike on Slack on Liverpool said, "At the risk of this being covered before, I want to move to three Liverpool defenders. Get out of the Salah bullshit. Let them go solid and cagey as fuck." As I'm very sure they will now, we're at the business end of the season. Please talk me out of it. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. I mean, I think, I still think, I and I think it was last pod, maybe it was two pods ago, that going without Mo is totally fine. I think going three Liverpool defenders is totally fine. Like, I tinkered with it a lot on my own wild card. And the only thing that kept... Mo in my side is just I he'll probably turn it around. I mean the odds are at some point he's gonna not be in bad form and just turn around and start scoring goals. So it's fear and ownership and and two years of data of Mo being an incredible goal scorer. So that that's why. But at the same time, is there a problem without going with him? Absolutely not. I mean, someone posted on Twitter this morning that Liverpool's away form more way more than you know at Anfield. It's just played five, won one, drawn three, lost one, scored three goals, and only one of those came from the front three. So it's just like away right now is is just a whole new obstacle that they have not overcome. But given their home Burnley this week, 
would be not surprising to see another like similar to the Watford performance. But yeah, away from home, they're just getting they, they there's just no flow at all right now. So I have no problem with it at all. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's. I mean, he has one goal in his last six, no assists, and he's still the most expensive player in the game. Um, you know, the ownership's still really high. I'm sure he's going to be suffering a lot of net sales this week. But like you say, it's just kind of the odds are. You know, he's still a quality player, and you don't just become a bad player overnight. Even though his performances have been very bad for the near, you know, the distant past. Um, like you say, the away, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, I think every, you know, everyone in Liverpool worship and in Liverpool media narrative just kind of worships Klopp and things like that. And I am surprised that he's not being criticized more because of these away performances. I mean, you look at their last, you know, like five or six aways, they were at Everton's blank, zero goals, at United, zero goals, at West Ham, one goal, at Bournemouth, one goal, at City, one goal, at Wolves, two goal. I mean, we're going back here to game week 18, and that's just not good enough. And the midfield three, you know, I saw a lot of people wanting Keita in. Um, I, I just don't understand why he's playing with the midfield three in these games. Um, when he was playing Salah up top at the beginning of the season, and that seemed to be working okay. I find it hard to believe that with VVD in the spine and playing with just two holdings, that they can't get someone like Shakiri out there on the wing and put a fourth attacker on. I don't, I don't, I just fundamentally don't comprehend that. And we see managers do this. It's kind of like maybe he just thinks that, you know, the one nil is good enough or the goal is going to come as long as they don't concede, you know, rather than, you know, throwing caution to the wind. And, yeah, and which so, is what the, Guy who wrote the question was talking about like the business end, just go tight, like blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean they've been doing that for a while, but they've also been dropping points fucking at will. I mean they have one, two, three, four draws in their last six league games, which is terrible. Like they that just they should not have that six game weeks is not like a two or three game week window. Like that's like a couple months. That is not the form that a team like Liverpool should be displaying with the players that they have. Especially because those six game weeks, it's not like they played four top four teams. That's Everton, Watford, Bournemouth, West Ham, Leicester. It's not good enough. So I have no, I mean, the defense is clearly top notch. I mean, Allison's incredible. The, the back four is really sound. They, they, they're really good defensively. And, you know, paying 13 for Mo is, again, like you say, it's just kind of a, just holding faith that he's going to come good. Um, which is a tough thing to stomach. Um, I think it kind of depends also on your chip strategies. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to really be wanting him from you know the thirty-two on. I mean, thirty-three they have the game, which is nice, but like thirty-four plus, you know, it's going to be tough if he doesn't have a double in thirty-five and he's not back in a form at that point. They don't have the, a double. They yeah, it's already yeah, I mean, like I they mean, have no since, double. Yeah, yeah, since they don't have a double, I mean, there is the double in thirty-five, which is just the one. But then there's still you know a few more game weeks to go, and they do finish the season at Cardiff, home Huddersfield, at Newcastle, home Wolves, which could be goals. But it's it's a tricky one. But for the for the immediacy, it's also like where do you go? I, it, like, are you thinking that Hazard's like he looks amazing and, and saving a couple million there just for <laughs> you know what I mean? That no, is also why, a concern. Yeah, that's why I like. Did City and Liverpool together because and Liverpool deservedly getting so much shit right now, but I think City are are not getting the shit that they deserve. Like I just wild carded in Kuhn and Raz against Bournemouth. Like how is that a fucking Mara's dribbler is the only goal? Like I'm I'm just like sitting here like what the fuck am I doing? Like how so it, I th- I'm, so like I see that very differently the performances of City and the performances of Liverpool like City still had eighty percent possession and they were living in the final third. I my issue with City, especially Raz, is like I was very heavily criticizing that first game when Raz was put in the Sane roll wide left. I don't understand how he just all of a sudden dropped Sane to fuck and he thinks that like they're better without him. Their explosion performances are he's integral to that. I, I like that's my problem with, with with City. But they also are like again living in the final third and maybe they're putting in some speculative shitty like crosses and stuff, but 
Liverpool created like nothing and they could barely get to the final third. And when they did, it's like, oh, like Hamez is on, like, let's put six crosses in in 10 minutes because that went so well when you put in 20 the other game and converted like three. And like, what are you, what, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Mo Mo had a really big clear chance and like, Almost another, and Fabinho had that good chance. You know, that's it. That's the same as like Kuhn had nothing, Raz had nothing. Like, yeah, I you know, guess it's, I it's yeah, I guess it's. I mean, either way, it's just really frustrating. I mean, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth have been a lot better defensively at home than they are away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he played with like the three center backs. They, they were really with parked. Ten and, defenders. Yeah, right they there. were parked really nicely and compact, and yeah, and Borch yeah. did make you know. I think Borch made like eight saves or something. I mean, he, he had got a six pointer against City. Yeah, he got like what? The yeah, he fuck? got baps. It's it's just it's a tough thing. But I mean, Kuhn was nowhere near a goal or a return, and you know, Raz was fairly ineffectual. I, I, Mars is just bad in this on this team. He he's he's clearly showing that he's a counterattacker, and he just doesn't fit in the system. So I mean, I if they played Sane and puts Raz back in his position, like not having Raz down the middle is just. Devastating for his fantasy returns. I know we we disagree there, and you, you you liked him a little bit more than I do coming in off the left, like cre- doing that kind of the Sonic creation. But I think you know he has to cut it back to his right usually, whereas Sonic can just keep running and pushing to get mm-hmm. the, the the cross in, which is important to me. It gives them the actual split second to to kind of check the the runs from the from the central central like around the penalty yeah, area yeah. with Kuhn and and I also just feel like Raz is so much better at making that central run. To give them, give the the player down the wing that second option along with Kuhn, than someone like Silva or Bilv or it's just, I think, fucking Gundo or Kevin. Like those are the players that are the second option yeah, when they're going wide, and it's just bad. Where I'm coming from with liking the Raz thing is their two by far best performances recently were the home Arsenal, home Chelsea combined nine one, and Raz was incredible in both of those and playing on the left. So I'm like, I think that. Heavily like sways how I feel about it because you know so hyper focused on those games and he was so good in those two games, two goals, three assists in those two matches. You know, so but it also must be said like you know those are very different propositions of what they're facing. So that's the thing that I also just don't comprehend because they were battering and rolling teams three goals plus at will all season. The like the non top four sides with Sane on the left, like. Sane is so fucking good on the left, and he's dropping him to play Mares. It's like Mares is so bad. Well, like, Mares he's just came so on for bad. injured Kev. Whatever, yeah, but fine. Still, but no, it's no, just I, like, it's why still, would you put him? Like, put fucking Sane on. Like, yeah, 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 I mean, it's so insane. We're saying basically the same thing for both sides. Is like, why are they playing with this personnel and in this formation against? bad teams and there's really no fucking answer and it's going to change eventually they're not going to both just be satisfied with nil nils and one nils which is all City and Liverpool are doing but I don't know when and and they they both have incredible fixtures this game week so I'm not like really considering anything drastic this game week but if we see duds from you know Liverpool home Burnley and City home Watford, I don't even know what to fucking believe anymore. If that happens this week, I mean, is it time to go like back to five at the back? Five or something? at the back, yeah, right. I don't know like what's actually, like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get like fucking Rom on my free hit in thirty two over Coon. Like I don't know what's happening. Like, it's I don't all know, like fucked. is it time to just go to like triple Liverpool defense like Walker and Ederson yeah. or something yeah. and just like. Because they're keeping cleans like very oh, yeah. comfortably, and very there's comfortable. only there are only two two really good defenses in the league. I, I yeah, I mean it's Bournemouth it's had zero all, shots, zero, not even shots on target. They had not an zero attempt. shots, not even an attempt. It's it's just it's it's also very reactionary to be looking at. You know, they both put up zero and. Kind of a goal. I, I don't even know what the, the goal is. Just such a joke. I mean, Bournemouth should have saved it as well. So yes. it's it's reactionary to come and look at it like this after the one game week. But you know, with Liverpool, that we and especially Mo, we have been we have been discussing this a little bit more than talking about like City are a problem. But ugh, it's just back to back. It's the back to back for City, which is why I think it's on everyone's mind because when yeah. before. 
the last two game weeks, you just see on the on the fixture list, you see home West Ham and away Bournemouth, and it's. I mean, I think we even said on this pod, like, what is it, six goals? Like, yeah, it, we were talking about those two plus home Watford, and we were talking about eight, nine, ten goals between those three fixtures, and they have two against West Ham and Bournemouth so far. So, yeah. so I mean, before I may think we're we're good on this topic, yeah, yeah, but yeah. one other thing that I do want to just throw out there, which could maybe be something we keep in mind for next season. Every single team just played three games in a week, yes. and this was the third of those games, and that's a lot of football. I mean, the, the matches of the Premier League are very high pace. Obviously, we see that. I mean, where it's not like league uh. So the lack of explosive goals could be attributed to that because it was a fairly low low goal scoring week in general. Um, Especially the teams like you think about City and Liverpool, how many. F- other matches they've played like city just won the league cup they're both in champions league you know like their their starting 11 is is has grinded out this point now they have a week off so it's pretty nice but yeah and it's also for the shittier teams i mean they're also you know playing it's not like they have squads to rotate from yeah, they, they have, have no, no rotation one. yeah so i mean the the parking and kind of like siege warfare mentality of just this is the last game in 3 we're gonna have the week off, like back to normal. Just let's just get through this, and let's just try and you know preserve whatever we can and not get done. Yeah, that's kind of what it was, right? Yeah, that's I mean, born with like. zero shot attempts. That I has, however, had a zero shot attempt game in his managerial like history at Bournemouth. I would say I probably definitely not. not, but I don't so, know. Yeah, you know, just something to keep in mind for next season. Maybe just uh, yeah. maybe. Around when we get to this time, just maybe putting a little bit more in defense. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know what I, you I learned think from that's, it, a, that's a reasonable shout. I mean, they played like it. So, mm-hmm. um, do you want to talk touch on Chelsea a bit? I mean, we talk about them every week because obviously they don't blank, and every, you know, and Higgs looked really good and has got a jammy assist. And Rob P on Slack, do you guys think Has and Higgs are pick and hold for the rest of the season, or are they just players to take for the blanks and then look to move out for City, etc., as soon as possible afterwards? Um, I mean, either way, that's a decision you can make after the blanks. I it, it does feel, especially game week thirty one, when everyone's going to have their Kuhn and Sterlings and looking at what to do with them. This is the obvious place to go. Um, you know, Higuain did look good. They were battering them in the first half. Fulham really did turn around the second half. I mean, Chelsea were yeah, really second bad in the half. Second Fulham half. Good, yeah, but um. You know, Hazard got subbed early again, but he, you know he looked live. The assist was just like a stupid side pass bullshit. Of course, he got a bonus point because it's Hazard, but he, you know, he's he's looked okay and probably still just kind of preserving him and making sure he doesn't get injured, subbing him early and just getting some more defensive solidity when they weren't creating much. But yeah, they both look like good shouts. I, I'm not gonna not gonna say otherwise, right? Yeah, I think they're really good, and they have tough fixtures. Gaming 34, they go to Anfield. Gaming 36, they go to Old Trafford, but. Other than those, their fixtures are pretty much just incredible for the rest of the season, like starting last week against Fulham. Um, and they're double. I mean, they have the home Brighton fixture looming to be thrown yeah. into. And 32, it would be with at Cardiff, or 35 would be home Burnley. So, yeah, so it's the kind of thing. Looking good. Like if Higgs keeps looking good, uh, there's not going to be really a reason to get rid of him, I don't think. Yeah, I mean the at Anfield in 34 is a little tricky, but you know if, if the Brighton double is going to be in 35 with home Burnley. You know, you, yeah. Then you take that. Probably you take it, yeah. Especially because they're not like City where you're fucking bricking it to see if, you know, Raz is going to be on the team sheet no. or, you know, if Kuhn's going to be rested for Jesus. Like, that's not a. Not factor only that, but you're with, saving two million over Kuhn also. Yeah. So nice. And then, yeah, I mean, Louis dropped was a mad thing. That was cool, him. right? That was yeah, a no, good I mean, job no, by me. No one saw that coming, but as Pill keeps ticking, they're kind of the same price. The thing with that well that I brought up on um, Slack last night, I was talking to Liam, is very under the radar, three assists in his last four. And, yeah. the, and the fourth game that where he didn't assist was the 6-0 against City. So it almost just like, just throw that out. I don't know what that was. But, you know, Higgs comes in, an actual number nine who actually can score goals, and all of a sudden we see Aspel getting some assists. It, it, it's reminiscent to when Morata first came in last season, and he was flying out the gates, and Aspel was just giving him all those crosses and and getting assists for fun and very under the radar. Very, very under the radar because no I mean, one thinks of really, him as an yeah. attacking threat, but he's on five assists. Last year he had two goals, six assists, and their fixtures I mean, are incredible. Yeah. 
the thing that's interesting with Asplaz, I mean, he's really not an attacking player. No, not, I mean, he, yeah. he doesn't maraud, but he's very accurate. You know, when he's putting balls in, they're very accurate. So even it's though sort of he like maybe Montreal doesn't, or something, where it's like he's not that pacey. You don't think of him as an attacking fullback, but when he decides to make his run, it's usually timed well, and when he has like the opportunity to cut back, it's usually placed well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, six three is 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 precious, but. I really don't hate getting a little bit more money back in a defense looking at what's happening, especially yeah. with champs coming back and how expensive all of these premium assets are. So, yep. yeah, Chelsea are going to be a good place to buy for sure. And yep. I mean, a lot of people already got on Higgs, but with, Ob- with OBS, I saw that was a very popular transfer, yeah. which is, was very unfortunate for you and I. Uh, but fortunate I wish for I got anyone him who, so badly. Yeah, anyone who did do that. Um, you know, Iguain probably was good for more than one. But yeah, he he was good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He knows where to go. Um, Michigan Slack, <clears throat> very on topic. Michigan Slack thoughts on Man City defense. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we kind of touch on it briefly. I mean, I think you know Ederson's a really good option. It's, it's just really like who do you get? Kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, the I problem mean, is Walker seems like he's kind of the only one nailed right now. And he was, she and just didn't play. Yeah, and he's like never nailed. They almost don't have a nailed defender. Yeah, with Laporte out, it's tough. Yeah, with Laporte out. And then um, Dino's out too. So I still wonder in the back of my head if, if they, you know, if someone actually tries to attack them, which Bournemouth obviously didn't do. Like, I wonder if, if we're going to see a little bit of defensive frailty like we did last time Dino was out. So I'm not sure. But Ederson's obviously a really good shout. Yeah. But like you mentioned, though, there is the other, you know, their 35 is when they're doubling with home spurs at United, which that's going to probably be really good for like Kuhn, Raz attackers. But, you know, who knows if they'll keep cleans there. I don't know. But yeah, I think Ederson's a, is a pretty nice option, especially with the multitude of Liverpool defenders who are good. Like I would rather go with Ederson there and then, and then buy, you know, any of Rabo, Trent, you know. The right. And then, and you look at their fixtures before. The Spurs, United, it's probably, well, home off for this week. Then double in 32 is probably a wave Fulham home Cardiff. Then Palace in 34. And then after the Spurs, United double, it's away Burnley, home Leicester, away Brighton. Like those are like sort of legitimately all cleans, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's a, a long term, just really good pick. Yeah. <clears throat> Egbert on Slack with form being as fleeting as it is, which in quote unquote informed team should we be cautious of? And on the flip side, which out of fourteen out of form teams do you believe are on the cusp of turning it around? It's an interesting well, that's question. A, that's a good question. Um yeah. I think Spurs would be an interesting talking point here. I mean, we know Ollie is nearing a return and they've I mean they've gone back to just LOL Spurs. They're fucking so bad against Arsenal. It was ridiculous. And yeah. But that said, you know they they have pretty good fixtures. They have two bad fixtures for the rest of the season. They have a home Palace game coming in for their double, even though that will unfortunately be dovetailed with at Liverpool or at City. Those are their thirty-two and thirty-five. But it's kind of nice that their only two bad fixtures remaining are both going to be in doubles, so it's yeah. not that bad to have them yeah. for that week. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know the rest of their fixtures are really good. They have a lot of really good easy home bankers. So I'm interested in Kane. Um, you know, he's still really expensive, and I think that's going to also depend very strongly on what Salah's looking like. Um, really, not sure what's going on with Sonny Boy because I mean, he's gone three straight blanks, and he's just looked bad. Like no one can find him anymore. Their midfield is just Sissoko. Just for as good of a season as he's had, he just runs into blind alleys. Like he makes a marauding run and takes three, he goes by three players and then he just either like passes it out of bounds or falls down. And he doesn't know when to just pass to a friend and then run backwards. Like it's just, yeah, there's yeah. no one, like I thought they really miss Winks. I mean, even though I'm not his biggest fan, he at least gets the ball the ticking ball. forward. He passes the fucking ball. I mean, Lamella clearly can't play in the midfield. He's just he would just get red cards, and like that's been their issue to me. And, and Erickson was so fucking bad this weekend as well. The thing also with Son that we kind of didn't talk about in the moment. I mean, there was talk of it on on Slack and like the stats channel and stuff, but he was just scoring points, so it was almost like we don't need to bring this up because he's just hauling every week. But 
he's been overperforming his stats by a lot for a long time, like since Mm -hmm. like the turn of the year. Um, And now all of a sudden, this is third consecutive game where he just has one shot, a really low XG worthless shot also. And earlier in the season, he was kind of scoring those. He would just get like his one worldie from outside the box or Dubrovka Howler or something like that. And it was just like, oh, lol, son, so good. Like, auto son, you know, whatever. And yeah. now it's like, uh, fuck. Like, the prospects of him returning, if if they keep this up, are very low. So it's, it's a weird one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, they're at Southampton and they still do have theoretically good players in their team and they've been bang the fuck out of form lately. But it wouldn't surprise me to see them start, you know, yeah. doing some more things, especially with Ollie back. Yeah, Ollie back would be huge. And maybe they can finally give Erickson a rest or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do with him. But yeah, that's that a would good be one. one. Is there anyone else? What do you think? I mean Palace have been in really good net Palace lately. Palace are flying right now. I don't really understand why that would stop though. We've just been consistently good all season and adding Batuai is just yeah. A big problem. For yeah, I don't think that opposing. stops. I think they're just really good. I'm definitely gonna get like Wilf or Bats or both, and on my free hit in game week 32. Yeah, I mean they're the that's the like enabler forward who looks likely to be the third guy if you're gonna go two premiums up top on wild card in the future or free hit, and we'll we'll get there. Which one's better is is another conversation we can have another time, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've looked really good for a while, and I mean, it's no coincidence that we finally dropped Townsend and we were just fucking destroyed Burnley. Destroyed. <laughs> it was just not a competitive game, yeah. and yeah, we've we've been doing things for a so team out of form. I, I mean, we've talked about them a lot recently. I still think Bournemouth, despite zero shots against Man City, their run starts right now. And Callum is close to returning, and Brooks started last week, and so they're really close to just having like the A team back. And this run they're on is completely absurd. Um, so I I think that I could see them bouncing back. I mean, I don't think of them as the type of team that's normally on the beach, like a how team I, that that doesn't like ring familiar in me and. I just expect them to keep doing their thing, keep attacking, and just get their better players back and play worse teams and just be better. Yep, I really like that call. I forgot about Bournemouth. I mean, yeah. and they have one bad fixture for the rest of the season. It's home Spurs, which is not really a bad attacking fixture. So yeah, yeah like Brooks and Callum. I mean, I fucking bought Callum like an absolute nut job. Yeah, I, when you sent me that, I was like, okay. I didn't want to talk. I, it's so funny, dude. I and I don't. I like need to also something to learn from. Sometimes I actively don't ask you about my I transfers know, just because I, I know what you're going to say. And I knew, like, if I float this to Alan, he's going to be like, you are a fucking dumb piece of shit. What are you doing? And I just couldn't handle it because I was freaking out yeah, so much like, about I don't want to deal do. with it. Yeah, I just didn't want to deal with, like, you telling me how dumb I am. I was like, I know how dumb I am. You're so like, I know a menace, but I fucking hate a menace. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you would have been like, fine, I know you hate him, but, like, Car tit, like blah yeah, blah blah. Been like like, fine. I've had Neil, trust me, they're horrible. Yeah. Like, uh, that's so, so funny. anyway, but, no, yeah. I, I like I like the Bournemouth shout a lot. No, probably like not necessarily for defenders, although I could see a world because they're really cheap. Like they're yeah, enablers. Yeah, and an enabler maybe uh, like especially for homes, in the, the two blank the two blank game because and and every week you're not starting a Bournemouth defender normally, but in the two blank game weeks they're home Newcastle and home Burnley. Not like terrific, but definitely they could get one startable. There. Yeah, startable. Yeah, very startable. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a good one for you. Is there any like on form informed team that we like hate? I don't probably. Yeah, that's not. what I'm kind of trying to I see. Thanks. So. Who's in form? I don't know. Yeah, no. All right, that's fine. Um, I mean, Bur- one- like Burnley are in form and, you know, whatever, but they're. They've been in form for so many months now that I don't. There's no reason for it to stop. They're just Ashley Barnes is just one of the best attackers in the league. I don't know what's happening. Don't ask me, but he's just going to keep scoring if he keeps getting over one xg in every fucking game, which is what he's getting right now. I mean, so. he has five goals and six. He's just it's his world. It's just his world. So, um, I think we really need to discuss Pogba because this was by. 
every statistical and eye test metric from an FPL standpoint, the worst performance and the worst game he's had since Ole's been in. He had two pen area touches, one goal attempt, which was the pen that he missed, I believe, and zero chances created. <laughs> no, but the I've been mi- shouting this. I know you've been shouting this. He was this. really I- bad against PSG. He was really bad against Liverpool. And so, yeah, actually, that we should asterisk what you're saying because now that I just said that out loud, this is the first time he's been bad against a bad team. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. Di- that's and different. Yeah. I, I mean, we didn't get too into it on Slack. It, it was just kind of glossed over. I think there were just too many games and too many things happening there, but. It is directly coinciding with like the midfield three being very different. Like no Matic and no Herrera shackles him. Period. You know. Yeah, and, and less and kind of less runners up top with yeah, when no, it's not no Rashford Lingard. down the middle. No Lingard, Martial to run run around. Yeah, movement's been really bad. I mean, they had Rashford. They scored a few goals this week against Southampton, but it was they were very fortunate to escape with three points and. They are an injured, fucked up mess right now. And, you know, Rom was good, but these are the kind of times when Rom is good, when everything is fucked up and he's the literal only option for goals. And that's what everyone on the pitch is trying to do is like get Rom goals and get Rom the ball. And he, you know, he'll find some, some of those things. Yeah, but yeah. Paul, like, I, I keep seeing him as still kind of a non negotiable. And, you know, I don't, Get that? I don't know if it's because he had that really good run, but I think it's because th- there's a lot of Manchester United fans. Honestly, yeah, maybe that. And I mean, he his. I mean, everyone loves to talk about team value, but there are plenty of people that have a million sunk into him with their team value. But oh, yeah. I, I mean, they obviously they have at Arsenal blank, and then they have a double, which is everyone's doing chips and stuff, and they have another blank. I think getting rid of him right now is fantastic. Yeah, I think getting rid of all United assets right now is good. Like, I'm definitely going to be looking at like someone like Rom in the Game Week 32 double when I'm free hitting. But there's really no reason to keep a United asset right now through that run that you just mentioned. I mean, it's difficult if you're not using free hit or chips in 32 because then you will want Paul for the double. And if they look good against Arsenal, then someone like Paul is definitely captainable in the double. So that's where I think it gets really tricky, and you probably would want to keep him. I, but I, I don't think that. I think he's like a, it's a different ball of wax with him with all of these injuries. Like if I know, they but were that's playing, far away. Like the double's pretty far because there's, yeah, oh, there's an international international break. In between. break. Okay, yeah. So I mean, then that's a fair point. I guess it is at the. Wow, it's March thirtieth. Yeah, that's really so far. far. Away. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if they get back to health, then he would be a, a fine, fine guy to have for sure. But it's just, it's concerning. I'm but concerned. yeah, like if you if you are free hitting or wild card or whatever in in thirty two, then I yeah, I there's no reason to keep any United assets, and their defense is still just shambolic, and I don't understand people going there, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I think by then Martial's supposed to be back, Montage is supposed to be back. I, Herrera's the one that like we're not sure about, but at least those two should make life a little bit better for uh, yeah. for Paul. Yeah, I just want to make sure to kind of mention that because yeah, everyone's yeah. so obsessed with like he missed the pen. I mean, he's so fucking bad at pens. I don't know what's wrong with his brain, but the numbers were atrocious as as illustrated by yeah me yeah he's been he's ago. gone missing big time and you got to give the pen to rom there for the hattie anyway like come on like that's, i mean that's just good karmic value yeah the karma just really oh yeah him. i mean yeah. it was deserved very deserved you can't get a pen pass gone um chucky arnautovic on slack very bad week for premium attackers. Another uninspiring 1-0 for City, 0-0 pool, 1-1 North London Derby, Chelsea just two against Fulham. Should we still be confident in our premium assets or with many wild cards looming, should we look at a more spread out team? I mean, no, I don't think you should be confident, but again, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the third game in the week, it's it's one of those where like what are you supposed to do? Right. You know, like right. get cheaper players on worse teams who just returned like and chase points, like that's no one's doing that. That's so, bad. yeah. Yeah, so I like, mean, I think it's yeah. still kind of a hold fast to whatever plan your double blank chip fuckfest is. And just stay the course and hope this is a blip on the radar. And you, know. you have, you really have to stay the course. Yeah. Like, if you look yeah. at the guys that return this week, it's just, 
Pereira, Jorginho, Rambo, like uh, JWP is a shout for a cheap guy, but like Westwood, Noble, Naka, you know, it's like what, you're not going to get these guys. Like that's crazy talk. But we we mentioned earlier in the pod, like putting maybe a little bit more on defense than, than we would have said a month or two ago. So that that's kind of right. That's that's what yeah. we're talking about. Uh, Rob Piancic, on a scale of one to fucking asshole, how much do you hate Jimenez? There's no, no, there are no words. See, I don't feel that way. You're a fucking idiot. I don't know what's wrong with you. I, I hate Wolves and a lot of their players, pretty much all of their defenders and Patricio, but I genuinely don't hate Jimenez or Jota, or even, like, Nuno. And, like, if this was a World Cup and Jimenez was starting up top for Mexico, I would I would love Jimenez and, like, root for Mexico. But the amount of FPL, you know, fucking destruction that he's caused me single-handedly is definitely, like... It's the type of thing where I take it more out on myself than I do on him, which I guess is just my personality. Yeah, no, I, I hate... Every single one of the people you just mentioned. <laughs> the other thing with Nuno is just like Jota, which was both of our loves of life. We had him in our game week one team, and he was our the soup of soups of the season. He puts in a hat trick, then he comes in with two assists in a row, and then he plays 68, 65, 65, 46 minutes in the next four while they lose to Huddersfield, draw to Newcastle, draw to Bournemouth, and then they just had the two-goal win against Carve. I'm like, And obviously you, I drop him you, after you know? the Huddersfield yeah. game. It's just like, get the fuck out of my face. I yeah. can't. And, and he's sub... Their bench is a joke. I mean, he's subbing on Helder fucking Costa and, and Cavalero and Adama Traore, who's just... He's just he's just a track star who's on a football team. Gibbs White, who's like an eight-year-old, and I, I don't know what... I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but that's kind of like... I respect the fact that he's just like, I don't care about the league anymore. We're safe and I'm going to try and go on a cup run. I'm going to bench five guys. Like, I'm going to take off everyone early. Like, I don't fucking yeah. care. And he has yeah, a good looking beard. So, you know. I, I hate him and everything about Wolves. That's fine. Every player, every single thing. I will not own a Wolves player for the rest of the season after I get rid of Bennett. And I will not own Wolves players next season. Are you sure you yeah. don't want to keep Bennett? Oh, that's so funny, Alon. See, this was the other thing. I just freed everyone from the trap is that I bench Bennett this week. <laughs> of course. I, I mean, 1B, one, one naturally getting the second assist of the season and, oh and matching for points, so it didn't, mat- didn't matter at all. But it just, you know, I, I freed the, the Wolves clean trap for I mean, We life freed all the traps. This is you the be- first. You bench Bennett, I get, a, I get rid of Jota, and you get rid of Jimenez, and... There we go. This is the first week since like game week like eighteen that I haven't started at least one Wolves defender, and of course it's a clean. There's no question about it. Of course it's a clean. Of course, Alon. All right, this is two questions on sort of Jota replacements and and just midfield replacements. But Al Rogers on Slack, I need a short term, likely to be only two game weeks replacement for Jota, seven point eight to spend, and not Santa. I can't imagine I'm the only person about to replace Jota with 31 and 33 in mind. Who do you like most out of the options to replace him? It's the same shit we've been talking about every week, like Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, etc. All of great gaming 30 fixtures, pretty good on the blanks in 31 and 33. Is it a coin flip or what the fuck? Yeah, I, I think Brooks is the is would be my number one target right now. I like Barnes still. He was shooting more than uh, I didn't check the stats on him, but actually I can't do it right now. But he looked like he was shooting a little bit more than he was under the fucking French fuck. He's still probably gonna trickle, but Leicester looked like they're gonna need some time to figure it out. They just like weren't. They just yeah. He had three goal attempts this week, which was more than I think he's been about one Harvey Barnes. But I think Leicester are gonna maybe need a little bit more time. Um, to figure it out, they're still going to be conceding at will. The the how far their back three were pushed up in that game at some times was astonishing. I mean, a team's going to score four against them soon. I mean, and, if he yeah, if he keeps running out Morgan, it was funny yeah, because no. on paper I was like, yeah, maybe Morgan can do a job in a back three, and then Watford just completely exploited him over and over and over again, which is kind of amusing. I mean, they were at the halfway line when the ball was in yeah. Watford's own third, and Evans is like medium 
to bad pace. Morgan is a statue, he can't move, and Maguire can only run in a straight line. And if he has to pivot at speed, he'll either fall down or like break his ankle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just ridiculous. It's just asking for it. I mean, if Gray started the whole game and they were playing up there, he probably would have scored four goals by himself. So I, I mean, their their defense is not a question. I don't know why I went there, but yeah, I still think like Harvey Barnes a five five. Like you can't do much worse than that. But I think I, I, I think I've turned the corner on Barnes, and I would prefer Maddo. Maddo, you very, think he's uh, just gonna. Yeah, like Braj's first game, he goes to three at the back, so that's one less attacker spot. And I'm just very, very worried that Barnes is going to keep his spot. I, I really like him as a player, but if there's if you assume that Maddo and Vardy are nailed, which I'm going to assume, then it's like Barnes versus Gray versus you know whatever you know other tinkers and stuff. You know, like starting two up top with Nacho or something, but. I just am worried that Barnes isn't going to keep his place, even though he has been really bright and mostly really good. And Maddo, to me, starting with the Brighton game, I thought he just looked back to kind of where he was early in the season. I said this on last pod, where he was just kind of like everything's funneling through him, and the set, you know his set piece delivery is outstanding, and he's just kind of the main man in the middle, creating everything. I feel like at this point, I would pay the one point two extra for. Probably more nailed, probably more That's central fair. guy. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think if you can get there without a hit, like it's probably not worth the hit to do that. But I mean, Barnes was subbed off. I mean, Maddo, there's not really a replacement there. I like that call. I also, just before we move on from this, I think Almiron is still a very, very strong option. Um, he went missing. Newcastle in general, they're so bad all, on the road. They're really bad on the road, but of all the teams that I watched this weekend, like they looked like they played three games in a week more than anyone else. Like they were kind of dominating the game for most of it. They conceded like they just can't defend set pieces. Dubrovka's does not know how to defend set pieces, but they didn't like really give up anything in open play and. They were getting the ball like in the box and in the final third of West Ham's like fairly regularly throughout the game, and they just couldn't pick the right pass. Everyone was just kind of leggy and tired. But I feel like they're you know Almiron like they are at Bournemouth in thirty one, and you know just kind of shouting that Bournemouth have been better defensively at home. But you know I I feel like when they have their their weeks rest and they have more time with Rafa, like they'll be able to. They'll be able to do things. They have home palace in thirty three, and you know we've been coming out a little bit more. I, I, I still like Almiron a lot, yeah. especially as like a said, very I'm, rogue punt. It must be said, not a midfielder, but your boy Big Sal still put up really nice numbers and hit the post. You know, like he still did his thing, and I still feel very confident in him. Yeah, no, he was he, he was good, but he was also they that was just a really leggy performance from Newcastle. It was it was really a it was a very difficult game to watch for me with like. You know, everything's everything's difficult for Can me. Can I, I interest you at all in Lanzini? No. But are you going to fucking talk to me Anton- about Antonio last week and now you're going to try and sell me on Lanzini? Like, get I out mean, of my face. How does he come in and play 90 minutes? That was the fucking... m- most surprising thing to me. It was just like, oh, he hasn't played in like a full calendar year, like his knee, like blah, blah, blah. Plays 14 minutes, 45 minutes, starts and plays 90. Like, no problem. Yeah, I mean Pellegrini did say after the game, like he after he played forty five against City, he 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 came into the game expecting him to play him like sixty seventy minutes, but he kept telling him he was feeling good, he was feeling good, and he just like left let him play the rest of the game. But I mean, no, they have they have like they have so many twenty six midfielders listed on the FPL page. So many, and guys. I just don't know what the fuck is happening. Like I have just don't want any. I want no part of West Ham. Period. I want a part, and I just can't have it because I don't know I don't, who's nailed yeah. and who's playing. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what if that. If that makes sense, um, Jono on Slack. Who are the best mid-price to premium midfield options for thirty-one and thirty-three? We just talked about all the mid-price guys. There's not many premium guys to choose from. It's, I mean, it's it's Hazard, Mane, and Mo are literally the only players that you can pick. So who are it's up to you yeah. if you're going to have all of them or two of them. Really, is what everyone everything seems to be pointing towards. But there are no other teams that play both those weeks with the premium assets. So I guess like Siggy is on the border for like I don't even consider Everton as a team in the Premier League right now for FPL. Do they play in those two game weeks? They play in those two game weeks. Singy oh, yeah, brace home Chelsea home Arsenal. That's that's really no. A, I'm just talking because he he did just brace in game week 29, 
I mean, sorry, 28, but yeah, no, we talked about everyone already. Um, Josh, Josh on Slack, new sign up. Is there any budget mid shout that can hold a candle to Brooks? Yeah, we, we just answered that. Yeah. And then Rob P again on Slack, last one. For those that don't own a goalkeeper for Game Week 31 or are looking at Rui out, is it just a case of the cheapest warm body, Boric, or riding the fixtures gambling on a shit defense with good fixtures like Fab? Obviously, Allison's the best option, but I already have three Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, like Fab or, or Heaton or Boric, like whoever the f- I don't fucking care. Just pick someone. They're honestly, yeah, it really is. I hate, a, I, hate a coin- I hate every goalkeeper in the league. It, yeah, it's a coin flip way more than anything else we've talked about all pod, I would say. It's just, yep, like, yeah. It's I mean, it's, it's the same thing because it's goalkeeper and not like a defender. You know, we just saw Boric at City with two bonus points and 5,000 saves. Like, even though Heaton's at Liverpool, like, he could still get three or four points, you know? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. Ugh, it's so annoying. It's been yep. so annoying. I can't believe we don't just both have Allison. Yep. I know. I know. Dumb as fuck. Um, anything else or should we, should we move on? No, let's, let's go. Let's get, I'm getting, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking about this stuff. So who are you looking at for Cap this week? Um, Cap this week... I don't know. This is catching me off guard. It's almost like we don't do this segment every every pod. <laughs> well, it's like we we usually don't have a week to think about it. I think it's more the issue. Like usually, there's lately it feels like there's been there would be games on Tuesday and we'd be like, "Who are you capping tomorrow?" Like, fuck, I don't know. But now it's like we have a week off. We can actually think. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess Raz again. I don't, I don't know. Watford away. I mean, they have they have Watford home rather. Watford away. Defense seems like it's not the best thing, but it's very bad. I mean, I'm definitely not really feeling Mo, but with Bob back, I mean, maybe they'll. I don't know. That's basically where I'm looking. Yeah, I'm I definitely mean, not going to go to Mane. I have Kuhn, and when I wild carded, definitely in my thoughts was obviously Kuhn home Watford is cap, and yeah, I, I think, think I'll probably stick on that because he's he and City are so much better at home. Yeah, I think Kuhn's the definite easy, especially because it's a home game. You know that that's yeah. A for it him. just feels kind of fucking bad after City have been bad, but um, yeah, there's Mo home Burnley. Like, is it going to be back to home Watford? Look, did it, is it going to look like home Watford, or is it going to look like fucking you know one of the other shitty games recently? And their last two homes are five nil and three nil, I guess. So we shouldn't really be too scared of the home form, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Mo, we know what kind of trees he pulled up in the 5-0. Huge scoreline for us. <laughs> he was so good, the 5-0 there. Um, um, is there yeah, anyone else? I, not re- I mean, I guess you could talk about Chelsea, but Wolves, yeah. even though they're fucking bad, they don't get battered. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to let up like three. It doesn't feel like a better fixture than City or Liverpool have. And for it's those definitely reasons, not better, yeah. it doesn't really make that much sense. Um, I wish Rui so, was playing, then you'd feel so much better about a Chelsea cap. Rui, dude, he's so bad. Yeah, I mean, ugh, it, it feels so like, after everything we just talked about in City's form and Liverpool's form, blah, 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 and then we get to the cap section and it's just like City and Liverpool again. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. It I feels mean, stupid. Spurs at Southampton, I really don't hate that. Like that could be the game where because we know what Watford and Burnley are gonna do. They're gonna just play with ten behind the ball the whole game. Yeah. Like, Eleven are Southampton arguably. Southampton are in incomparable comparison. You cannot compare oh, this is going well for me. See I'm <laughs> I'm fucking done today. <laughs> Southampton's defense is so much worse than Watford and Burnley. It's just not close. Not and remotely close. I don't really expect them to just park ten. Like he doesn't do that. So there could be some goals for for Spurs in that well, game. It like would be really rogue. We're getting to that interesting point in the season, right, where the managers are gonna have to sort of balance. Like Southampton needs points. Like they're right on the on the cusp of relegation. Like obviously a one point draw would be fine, but Spurs will eventually probably break them down, and then they're going to need to go for it. So maybe they'll come out a little bit more than than a you know the seventeenth team normally would do against you know someone like Spurs. But I don't know. I'm I mean, just they, trying yeah. to figure out a way. 
No, I mean, there is an argument that you could see them like really go for that first goal in the first 15 minutes yeah. or something to just try and get out front because if it gets into like a war of attrition, it's going to be hard for them to win the game and they draw, you know. Anyway, that that's just something I'm just talking here. Yeah, like I mean, Kane, I don't know, Son. I guess. Yeah, Kane or I mean, Son's been bad, but yeah, Kane if you have I mean, who has Kane? I don't I don't hate that. Gavin I just I just don't Kane. know what I don't know what's happening. I'm I'm I don't know. I mean, Kane's only shot against ours was the pen and Son had one completely worthless shot. Like they were so bad. Yeah, but Mo's been fucking so bad and so is Rest. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like so we have all of these wonderful about. options, yeah. Yeah. But Spurs play this week though, right? They have the second They do leg. have Dortmund. They, that's a good shout actually. They'll pro- I mean that's going to be like their 5000th game, so maybe they'll be a little bit too poo-pooed for uh Right. To, to be arsed against Southampton. I mean, maybe they'll just play B team against Dortmund. They're up 3 0. Fuck off. Get fucked. Um, and then what are you looking at for your team? Um, I'm looking at an easy save and probably another bad week. Yeah, I think same. Same here. Yeah, great. Do Fun. I start Lejeune, home Everton, or, Bar- or Ashley Barnes at Anfield? I would start Lejeune. Yeah, I th- I'm a, I've been on Lejeune. I think yeah. Newcastle at home are so good. Yeah. I mean, again, like if they can just try with all of their might and willpower to not concede more than like four corners and in indirect set pieces, <laughs> a, a, a clean seems good there. How about that Lejeune tackle on Chicharito for the pen? Great, great representation of my team right there. Yep, it was bad. Awful. Um,. Yeah, I think that's basically it. Let me let me slap asses. We actually got new signups this week. We got new Patreon signups. We're slapping anuses. We're slapping asses. It's all happening. We're back, baby. Maybe that's maybe this is just all we needed for a boost. And now we're just gonna fly. We got Ben Armstrong. We got Torsten Vico. We got King Heinrich Lundqvist. We got Josh Seidel, and we got JB. Thank you for signing up. Let me slap that ass. Um. I think that's it, Walshy. Yeah, good. You got any words? Any last words? No. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow us on Twitter at fmlpl.sports. Patreon.com slash fml. Subscribe right now. Sports Social Podcast Network.